Welcome to JFK and the Enduring Secret. I'm your host, Jeff Crudell. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Today's episode is episode 53. Before we get started, I just want to say this is not a typical episode, an episode that tells the story of the JFK assassination. Today is something rooted more in the world of the present. I will explain in a minute. As you are well aware of, if you are an ardent listener along the way, this podcast for me is a labor of love. We have a long ways to go before we complete the story that is the JFK assassination. But in a very real sense, the story may never be completed and we may never know all the true answers. The true answers about just what exactly happened that day in 1963. And the true answers about what went on before that day, when a plot was likely placed in motion for the assassination of our president. And the true answers of what went on in the aftermath, when a plot was executed to obfuscate the truth. Thanks to an army of men and women, most of whom lived right here in this country, but many of which are or were in places around the world, well, thanks to them, we know as much as we know. And thanks to them, our government has had to change over the years. The government has had to open up. They've had to become more transparent. Frankly, the government had to divulge secrets and circumstances that, at the height of the Cold War, at the moment that the assassination took place, well, that they would have never disclosed even later without the courageous efforts of these individuals. So, who were these individuals? Well, you have met some of them along the way in the storytelling that we have already engaged in. Thanks to individuals like Harold Weisberg, Mark Lane, Sylvia Maurer, Josiah Thompson, David Lifton, Cyril Wecht, Penn Jones, Mary Farrell, and really a whole host of others. I could go on for a long time. These folks, in each of their individual ways, advanced the cause of transparency. Without the efforts of a Harold Weisberg, for example, the Freedom of Information Act, or FOIA, might not be what it is today. Thanks to the impact of the Church Committee and all the committees that advanced the idea of our government being more transparent, they waded into some heavy topics with real risk present for all those who dared go forward. Thanks to the impact that Oliver Stone made through the movie JFK. In many ways, all of these efforts combined and culminated with the idea that all of the Kennedy assassination records in the hands of the government should be concentrated in one place and available for all to see. For everyone in this nation, indeed on this earth, who wants to understand more and wants to continue their research and further the efforts to get to the ultimate truth of the matter. This podcast, that is JFK, The Enduring Secret, is not predicated upon any original research. As you know, it's just me. But thankfully, the vast amount of material that is available on this subject and that is in the public domain 
is perhaps the largest bolus of information regarding a matter like this that has ever been accumulated in one spot on the face of this earth. Still, much is missing. We know that documents were destroyed and some destruction occurred within minutes or hours after the assassination took place. And certainly a much larger bolus of documents were withheld from the American public. And indeed, even certain investigating agencies such as the Warren Commission and the House Select Committee on Assassinations. These items were withheld for such an extended period of time that the delay has clearly contributed to a realization that the case may never be solved as a result of this records chicanery. And there is more to that story. Certain parts of the government continue to withhold records, citing concerns around national security. We know enough now to know that there probably were national security concerns that were legitimate, particularly right around the time of the assassination. But it's an extraordinary tragedy that we're almost 60 years past the actual assassination and not everything that is relevant and that still remains, well, not everything in that record set has been revealed to the American public, indeed, to the world. It is for that very reason that skepticism still prevails. It is unlikely that receiving the final documents that are due the American public will solve the case. Too much time has elapsed. Too many people have died too many unknowns to fill in. Unless, unless those last few precious documents were withheld because they are so sensitive and have such fantastic implications to them. Well, that the very basis for their withholding is just that, that the revelations contained therein might reveal the entire thing. Still, even if they fall short of that, a search for the truth is not an academic one. This country never got a full explanation of what those few privileged leaders and members of the real power structure of our country truly knew about what had happened, whether it was all-knowing or not. And frankly, I believe there were a few people who did know, really knew the truth. Someone talked somewhere along the line. Someone knows. Or really now, 60 years later, I guess you could say 60 years later, someone knew. It's past tense now. But here is the gift that continues to be harvested. In the strange circumstances that were the 1940s and wartime and that carried into the 1950s, the 60s, even some part of the 1970s, it was a time of yesteryear, a time before the electronic age. It is absolutely amazing what people wrote down on paper and stored away. Not that I'm making any kind of direct comparison, but look at what the Germans in Nazi Germany wrote down and left for all to see. We would never have had the kind of complete picture of what went on there without the harvesting of all of those documents as the war came to an end. And similarly, truly there are some things in some of the documents that have already been released about the JFK matter that, well, probably never should have been written down anywhere. But 
in that era, it was part of the culture of the day. And so as a result of that revelation, all of us cannot relinquish the hope that one of those documents will be, well, the Rosetta Stone, so to speak, to the JFK assassination. You've heard people talk about that secret book that they have for the president. You only get to look at it if you are the president or the keeper of the book. Magically, perhaps somewhere on a page in that hypothetical book, there is an explanation for the JFK assassination. I know, I know it's kind of far-fetched, but you know, in the back of my mind, I hope that book exists and we get to see the underlying documents from which the real conclusion is drawn. Why am I telling you all this? Why have I dedicated one episode to just this little special wander? Well, it's actually relatively simple. Most of the men and women who carry the flag on this topic, the original crew, so to speak, well, let's face it, they're either pretty old now or they're already gone. Some of them already gone for quite some time. I'm not a spring chicken either. I turned 60 this year. I'm not old, but then again, I'm not young. But I have been around long enough to know a bit about this topic. And soon enough, it will be time to pass the torch on. Maybe not tomorrow, but before you know it. And so, who will carry on? That is always the question in life. Well, if this ever gets solved, then it will be an incredibly celebrated game-over-after party. But if it doesn't get solved right away, then those that are here today and uh, are a bit younger than, say, I am, and a lot younger than the original researchers, those pioneers who blazed the trail, well, it is this new group that will need to carry on the quest for the truth, the next generation. I've received an incredible amount of support from a number of individuals who listen to the podcast. It's amazing how mindful and respectful and well-informed so many of you are on this topic. Several months back, I got an email from just such a listener. His name is Andrew Eiler. Mr. Eiler is a lawyer in Canada, and he is part of a group of lawyers that have come together to try and urge the president, our current president, Joe Biden to do what should have been done before this moment, what should have been done by a number of presidents that have been there in the office before him. What is it, you say? Well, the essence of it is fairly simple. It's to comply with the JFK Records Act and make all of the documents available that should be made available, and to responsibly adhere to the rules of the act. This group of men who have come together to put their shoulder to such a noble cause should be congratulated and thanked by all of us. So I would like to take the time now to mention the other members of the legal community who have come together on this project. In addition to Andrew Eiler, the group includes Larry Schnapp, under which his name, the letter is penned. The group also includes Mark Adamsick, Bill Simpick, Patrick McCarthy, and Mark Zed. As I said, recently this group sent a formal request to President Biden. They have shared it with me, and they have given me permission to share it with you. This is the kind of leadership that we all cherish 
it's especially appreciated by those who still care dearly about the JFK matter and how it has affected our republic. And I say republic, not democracy. Those of us in the general public who want the truth to be known and who want to continue to request of our government that they make good on the obligation that has already been established, that is, to be transparent about this topic, an obligation that has been established but has not been fulfilled yet. One of the reasons for doing this podcast episode right now and producing an episode totally dedicated to this matter around record transparency is because there are a couple of key dates coming up. The first of these deadlines is fast approaching and set for September 26th. And the second deadline follows in short order on October 26th. We want all of you that are listening to understand the implication of these deadline dates as well so that you can be aware and you can be real advocates and you can spread the word to others about being real advocates. In our system of democracy that we live in, your participation matters. Asking a congressman or a senator or another elected official or even a member of one of the agencies that effectuates this decision, asking them to support what the letter is asking for, well, it has meaning. And collectively, if the world does not stay silent, if the world finds a strong voice on the matter, then things happen. That is the way of our system. It has been for centuries now. Thank goodness that right and that privilege is still available to us, to all of us. Coming up on September 26th, the Federal Archivist for the JFK Records is slated to report to President Biden about the state of the records and also to report on postponement requests from the originating agencies. And believe me, as has been pointed out by our esteemed group of lawyers, those requests for postponement are already being orchestrated. Then, on October 26th, we will come upon the new deadline for release of all records, a deadline that was created by President Trump as he kicked the can down the road just a bit more. Let's not let them kick the can again. You know, recently I listened to the 10-episode series Son of a Hitman, produced and narrated by Jason Cavanaugh. A few episodes back, when we presented The Three Tramps, I came across the podcast series and just couldn't put it down. I binged listened to it twice. One of the things that struck me as I listened to that series was how at least two individuals were interviewed for the podcast, died of natural causes just a few months after Jason was able to seek them out and get their story. Don't get me wrong. There is nothing nefarious about me mentioning this. They were older and they appear to have died of natural causes. My point here is that Jason was researching events and circumstances that were almost 40 years old at that moment. He was fortuitous to have done the podcast in 2019 when he did, because had he done it later, even just a little bit later, several key witnesses would not have been available to tell the story that they told. So if he had decided to do the story in 2020, as opposed to 2019, well, you get my drift. 
The JFK matter is the rabbit redux. That is the same kind of story. Almost 60 years old now, most of the key witnesses, if they do not already belong to the ages, well, many of them, consistent with the actuarial tables that drive life, many if not most of them passed away at some point during the last 10 years. Like the last few survivors of World War II in this country, there are only a precious few left that can tell the story of the JFK assassination, as it really happened. Much, indeed most, of that ability is now leaving us. So time really is of the essence. If there is something to be linked to the past and there is a way to do it through the living, we better do it in a hurry. That's why kicking the can down the road one more time is not good enough anymore. What is being requested, what is being advocated for, is to adhere to the bargain that has already been struck with the American people. And for the government to live up to the obligation that was created when that bargain was struck almost 30 years ago now. No more excuses. The government just needs to do it and do it now. Time for big boy pants, as they say when you are younger. Let me now read to you excerpts from the letter that was sent to President Biden by this very dedicated group of lawyers and advocates of the JFK Records Act. This letter is expansive. It's 17 pages long, and it contains a bevy of details about the JFK Records Act. I can't go into all of them here, but I urge you to read the document in its entirety if you can. We have placed a copy of the letter to President Biden on our website at www.podcastjfk.com. You will find the letter contained in the blog for episode 53. Here we go, and I'll read you the cover letter now. Dear President Biden, on April 16, 2018, President Trump issued a presidential memorandum, the 2018 memorandum, postponing until October 26, 2021, the release of records relating to the assassination of President Kennedy. These records were supposed to be disclosed on October 26, 2017, pursuant to the John F. Kennedy Assassination Records Collection Act of 1992, the JFK Act. Over the last 25 years, a broad swath of historians and notable authors, former government officials, and other prominent Americans have advocated for the full release of the records. The Honorable John R. Tunheim, former Assassination Records Review Board Chair and now Chief Judge of the U.S. District Court for the District of Minnesota, has also specifically called on the CIA to release its withheld records. Earlier this year, the Public Interest Declassification Board, the PIDB as it's known, issued a statement asking the National Archives to challenge all additional requests for postponement except for those records that strictly meet the statutory test for postponement. At the recent May 18th PIDB public meeting, the National Archivist revealed that several executive branch agencies have already requested further postponement of assassination records. As a long-term member of the Senate, you no doubt shared the frustration of your former colleagues and the American public 
at how certain executive branch agencies have thwarted the will of Congress by failing to strictly comply with the JFK Act. As president, you now have the authority to ensure that the will of Congress is followed. Accordingly, the undersigned individuals request that you issue an executive memorandum or other directive to ensure that the remaining assassination records are released, except for those that strictly comply with the criteria for postponement under the clear and convincing test set forth in the JFK Act. A memo prepared by some of the signatories discussing the requirements of the JFK Act is attached for your convenience. In one of your first press releases, you said, My administration has no greater task than restoring faith in American government. The failure to comply with the act is emblematic of the national crisis of declassification. Last year, the PIDB wrote that overclassification undermines the American public's confidence in the nation's institutions. Releasing the remaining JFK assassination records would be a big step toward restoring the trust of the American people in the candor of the country's institutions. Signed, very truly yours, Larry Schnapp. The listing of signatories is undoubtedly an esteemed group of JFK researchers and others involved in the JFK case. It includes G. Robert Blakey, who, as you know, was former chief counsel for the House Select Committee on Assassinations. It includes a number of very prominent researchers, including Max Holland, David Lifton, Jefferson Morley, John Newman, Josiah Thompson, and David Rohn, and many more. It even includes the actor Alec Baldwin. Congress established a high standard for postponement to make certain that records that may otherwise have remained secret under FOIA and executive orders governing declassification would eventually be disclosed to the public under a statutorily enforceable process. Congress established a short list of specific reasons that federal agencies could cite as a basis for requesting postponement of public disclosure of assassination records. A government office seeking postponement was required to specify for each record sought to be postponed the applicable grounds for postponement. The JFK Act also established an independent body known as the Assassination Records Review Board, the ARRB, and among the duties of the ARRB was to determine if a record constituted an assassination record and to determine if any records sought to be postponed from public disclosure by a government office qualified for postponement under the Act. The ARRB was directed to sustain postponement requests under Section 6 of the Act only in the rarest of cases and based on clear and convincing evidence. It is my hope personally that pointing out the details of the obligation, pointing out these details that were made between the American public and our government about these records, will remind those in current authority that it's time. It's time to produce everything that has not been produced to date.
As I said on the podcast, we are both a republic and a democracy. Your vote counts. What you think counts. So make it count. This is an important issue, and I would urge you, if you are an American citizen, to start first with your congressman or congresswoman. After all, this is an act passed by a prior Congress that is now not being enforced fully as it should be. During each election cycle, there is a sizable number of new congressmen and congresswomen, and some of them old enough to remember the details of the JFK case, and some of them not. And part of this process may be to remind them how important this is, even though it's now an historical event that seems to some like it's in the rearview mirror. Helping to reinforce that making good on that original promise is really part of restoring the faith in government that was mentioned in the cover letter that I read to you earlier. Now for the practical side of this prologue. Our friends in the legal group have provided us with several important numbers. If you so choose, these are powerful numbers to call and communicate your support for this endeavor. If you wish to call the White House and express your opinion on this topic, the number to call is area code 202-474-1414. You may also call the House Committee on Oversight and Reform. Their number is area code 202-225-5051. A third and final number provided by the Legal Consortium is for the Senate Committee on Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs. That number is area code 202-224-2627. It would be my hope that when we communicate our desire for this to occur, that we would express the same mindful and respectful thoughts that have already come my way from all of you. That is the American way, even though at times we sometimes forget that element of our proud history. Thank you for listening to Episode 53 of JFK, The Enduring Secret.